So Galatians 2, verse 20. It'll be a, you'll, it'll be a familiar verse. Translation I have says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. I'm going to read that first part again. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Man, I'm sure most of us have read that verse. We've sang that verse. We've prayed that verse over and over and over and over again, haven't we? For I've been crucified with Christ, but yet I no longer live, but the Christ lives in me. And so I want us to take a cruise through what Jesus was telling the disciples before Paul wrote this to the people in Galatia. And to see if we can start tying these two together, and let's just kind of take a walk with with them, all right? So flip back over towards your left and, and land in Matthew just for a second. We're going to read three different pieces, and as we read, I want you to take a mental inventory of the things that you hear that are similar in each one of the passages that we're going to be reading, okay? So this first one's going to be in Matthew, it's in chapter 10, and we're going to start in verse 38. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Flip over to Matthew 16. Starting in verse 24. Matthew 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to His disciples, If any of you wants to be My follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow Me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Verse 26, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Then one more over in Mark, chapter 8. These are all letters in red. Verse 34, this is Jesus talking. Then calling the crowd to join His disciples, He said, If any of you wants to be My follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow Me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for My sake, and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when He returns in the glory of His Father with the holy angels. There's also two more sightings that are similar to what we've read in Luke. But just for time's sake, we won't read those. So let's just bark out just a couple of the things that you heard in there that were similar. What did you hear the writers of the Gospel say here? Take up my cross. Follow, 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 follow Jesus. Alright. 
What else? If you lose your life, you'll save it. If you lose your life, you'll save it. All right, what else? Try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. It's like a riddle, isn't it? I mean, do you get them mixed up sometimes? What did he just say? What else? Is anything worth more than your soul? Deny yourself. Deny yourself. Now, how many of us... You can't have both. You can't have both. Which, the life and world and soul, just... we got to make a choice. Right? But here's the deal. Here's where we can all, I think, start getting in the boat together. I know when I first was introduced to this guy named Jesus, it was by this family here, really. My dad told me who Jesus was. But it was Pop, Nanny, and their love that started showing me who Jesus was. But I, man, I am recalling all our conversations. And never once did we talk about taking up my cross. Never once did we sit down and say, Hey, Mike, Bivo, if you want to save your life, you've got to lose it. But if you want to lose your life, you will save it. It, see, it would have been too complicated. It would have been, it, we would look like we're all kind of looking at each other right now and go, I'm still not sure if I've got that one figured out. Mm. <laughs> am, I, am I safe? Am I okay here, Bivo? And so put yourself as the disciples just for a second. Just pretend that you were Matthew and Mark who wrote these letters and they're sitting with Jesus and he's, Jesus is saying these words, and, and look, they've already been traveling with them. Why is he even saying, if you want to be my follower, if you want to be my disciple, here's what you must do. And so can you picture the conversation as they're going with each other and going, now, I think I heard him say daily. Did, did he say, Mark, did he say daily that I'm to take up my cross? And you know they probably go, yeah, he did. They go, did, did you hear him say that I'm supposed to deny myself? What does that mean? We, we left families. Did he, does he not remember that? Does he not remember that when he said those two words that we left everything and he's saying that we're to deny ourselves? What have we been getting? What? Mark, am I missing something? I don't know. Maybe I'm stretching that a little bit, but I believe there had to be some of those conversations. I don't remember we said we don't believe that they were robots. That after they said, yeah, I'm going to follow Jesus, that there wasn't any question into Jesus. Or we wouldn't have seen scenes like Peter with Jesus when Jesus told Peter, Satan, get behind me. Gang, it was only verses before that when Jesus said, here's the keys to heaven, Peter. Which means rock. Nothing can overcome you. And moments later, Jesus is saying, get behind me, Satan. You don't know what you're talking about. So it's okay to wrestle this thing. It's okay to go, Lord, where am I with you in this? It doesn't mean He's separating from you. It strengthens you. You're strengthening. You're exercising your... your your resolve with the Lord. Here's, here's the one thing I want us to take a look at. 
Here's the first one. Welcome home. Hey, kid. You see what love does? Amen. <laughs> mm. I get a text earlier in the week. And that young man's sitting over there with Coach. Mm. Love moves mountains. Amen. Faith the size of a mustard seed moves mountains. When I'm the mountain. Way to go, DJ. Pretty good timing. We're going to take up our cross. <laughs> I want you to look at the cross just for a second. We as in, in Western... It, I've got one on my arm. Isn't it nice? It'd take a lot to get that off Bibbo's arm. Yeah, my kids gave that to me. and I love that. And so when Christ says... Take up your cross and follow me. What do we think he's saying? Here's what I, here's what I don't believe he's saying. How many of us at times have ever had this, this statement for, that's been walking through Christian dominion at all? Is go, say if you've got someone in your family that's kind of rough to hang out with, <laughs> or someone at work. Or there's just something going on in your life and it's just wrong. It's just raw and you just kind of live with it. And you've made that statement and say, well, I guess that's just my cross to bear. <laughs> I guess that's just my lot in life. That's just my cross. Anybody ever kind of even thought that? Look, gang, it goes way deeper than that. When Jesus took up His cross, what happened to Him? He died. He finished it. Put ourselves on the cross. What does that even look like for me as Bibbo to say, man, I've got to pick that up. How often, gang? Be crucified with Christ in it and follow Him. What, what does that even think about looking like? Because look, let me be the first one to be real honest in it. I don't know. I got some ideas, but I'm sure not going to fake it and cliche it with you up here. Because I sure don't want to be the only one to say, man, I don't truly know what it means to die to myself daily. Because I get up on purpose and start feeding myself on purpose daily. Right? And so I'm saying, okay, we're there. Let's not beat each other up about that. Please. Let's stop that. The church has done that to ourselves for way too long. Way too long. And we're not about that. What we're about is to empower you to say, look, what are those things in your life that you wish you could still stay crucified? That you don't get the defibrillator out and bring life back to it. <laughs> You've seen those scenes in the ER and the emergency, you know, they got those paddles. They're rubbing them together. Clear! Boom! And a lot of times that's my old self that I'm resurrecting. Is anybody with me that wants to keep the old self dead? 
Yes, me too. So then here, here's how I think we start helping each other do that. And see, a lot of you are already have your master's degree in doing that because you're doing it beautifully. And the thing is, is that we want you to help others get to your master's degree in it. I'm going to give us a, a couple of illustrations. Here's the questions as we start giving the illustrations. If all of us are in the same boat on dying to self, and we're all really not sure what that looks like, what do you think it looks like? What is that one thing or two things or three things or that person that one thing that you really do want to have died, but you keep putting the paddles on it and resurrecting it back up. Do you want to figure out why you're doing that? Isn't that the piece that we want to kind of get figured out? Look at Ephesians 4 just for a second. Flip back over to Ephesians 4. I'm going to give you an illustration. of. I brought props again. Ephesians 4, verse 23. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Again, it says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be God-like, truly righteous and holy. And holy. Here's the other one. Don't go there. It's 12-2. You'll know it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's huge. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing. Here's where I think dying to self comes into play. You ready? Let me preface this. I'm so proud that a lot of y'all listened last week, I think it was, when I gave the illustration about being in $25,000 in credit card debt. <laughs> Some are going, golly, Bibbo's really a spender. <laughs> All right, let me, let, me, let me preface and say, that's not today. That was when we were first in our uh, marriage, and man, it was, we had $25,000 in debt. I mean, just like that. But I am praising God that right now the, uh, we are out of debt with the exception of the apartment that we're paying for Gully. The oldest. That's pretty cool. Y'all can clap about that. Yeah. Now, that comes, gang. I'm not patting myself on the back. I told Bib one day, I was talking to this guy. Man, he was just singing praises about himself. And I hung up and I said, dang, that dude's going to break his arm patting himself on the back so hard. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm just doing it for a reference because there was a lot of dying to self in moments. Because, see, I am starting to learn that dying to self is not only daily, but for me it's moment by moment by moment by moment by moment by moment by moment. Here's the example. Most of you know that we have a little transportation company. It's called Bivo, and that's what puts beans on the table for us. But in that land of Bivo, we cranked that up in 2001, and so we've gone now for almost 13 years. And I've, I've seen the ups and the downs. I've seen months where we've had 30 shipments, and that means 30 phone calls to, that produces revenue that would put peanut butter in a jar for us to eat. <laughs> Y'all with me? I've been in months of having 30 
and I've been in months of having 400. Now listen, same God. I've, I've learned very quick not to turn Him into a quid pro quo God. That He's the same God that put 30 on the table, and He's the same one that put 400 on the table. And it has zero to do with my behavior. Zilcho. He's not down there going, Boy, Bivo, you shouldn't have done that one, son. <laughs> You're going to pay for that one, boy. Or you didn't let that person in front of you. You ate the last chocolate chip cookie. You're only going to get 30 shipments this month. That's not God. You see, God says, I know the plans for you to prosper you. He wouldn't have emptied out the tomb if He wanted to harm us. He wouldn't have, right? He emptied out the tomb to empower us to get past this. Now, here's where I go. I did it this week. This is how recent it is. We're in the land of plenty and bivo right now, gang. But if it goes one day, and it's not as busy as I think it ought to be, I got, I'm holding this up in my mind. You see that? Seriously. I have figuratively in my mind started picking this sign up and going, it's over. It's, it's done, Pop, but I don't know what we're going to do. Would you, I'm going to have to let you go. See? So I got to make a t another sign for Pop. <laughs> but this is the realness of it, gang. I'm not playing with you. And so the thing is, is that what am I, uh, in that moment, I'm feeding unbelief. That has to sink in. In that moment, I'm feeding unbelief. It's not true. And so I've got to die to myself. I got to die to myself in that moment and say, you know what? I'm trying to resurrect the old bivo. I'm not going to put the paddles on that. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to renew my thoughts. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be godlike. You take the thought captive, you make it obey Christ. If that doesn't work, you get someone in the bunker with you immediately. I'm slipping down this slope, and you call them up, whoever they are. You start calling, ringing them out, saying, Bruce, I'm on the ledge, dude. I got my cardboard sign in my hand. He's not going to try to fix it, but he's going to pray with me. Right? That's dying to self. That's taking up the cross. That's following Jesus in that. Now, here's a sign that I think that's okay. And this is really just kind of lit on me this week. So I, want, I want us to remember again, how do I follow Christ? What part of my life am I hanging on to? What does me picking up my cross look like? And how do I let others in? This sign, I believe, is, is really cool. What if, we, what if we held this sign up? It says, not sure, just scared. What if I held that one up? Could we all relate to this? I'm just, I'm just not sure. But man alive, I'm sure scared. As a matter of fact, I'm frightened. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just not sure. And so, isn't this one okay? Because here's the thing that, I, that has been revealed to me just this week. We had a conversation at Friday morning coffee, and we, man, we were really talking about this verse of, Losing life and then gaining it. 
I've got to lose myself to gain the crucified Christ. To live in the new of Him. If I try to hang on to the old, guess what I've just lost? I can't live in the new when I'm hanging on to the old. The old has nothing to do in the new. But I can hold this up because see, thoughts still come in. So let me slow down for this one. If we never had the need to be scared or wonder, then why did Christ say daily? He said daily. So that must mean there's this process of the Him in me that helps me get through the moments daily. Moment by moment by moment. And that I don't have to think that, that I'm not in this great place with Christ because I've had a faulty thought. Right? Does that make sense? When he was facing the cross, he said, Father, take this from me, but not my will, but your will be done. Amen. He understands. Well said. So now what do we do with this? Is that if any of us have been walking around pretending not to be that, you can stop tonight. Anybody ever been here in this boat? Scared but just not sure? Look around the room, gang. Come on. That's a lot of me too's. Amen. Guess what happens when you have strength in me too's? There's power in it, man, because now what you've just done is you've unleashed the Jesus in you. The Him in me is bigger. The Him in us is bigger. The Him in us is bigger. Repeat it with me. The Him in us is bigger. The Him in us is bigger. The Him in us is bigger. He will not. Amen. So when you here you go. Let me finish. When we go into hiding... We've dropped our cross. When we go into hiding, we're saying, Lord, You really didn't finish that one. The Him in us is bigger, gang. And it takes the Him in all of us to get us through this life. It's hard. Don't worry, in this group, you can't go into hiding. Amen. <laughs> Last thought. Way to go, Brandy. Last thought. Is that it stay I believe this I believe all of our lives are in recovery until Jesus comes back. If it weren't so, there would be no need for him to come back. If it weren't so, there'd have been no need for him to empty out the tomb to empower us with him to get through the craziness that we all create. <laughs> We're creators of our own chaos. Right? We really are. And so once I own that and go, you know what? I'm not going to participate in that one anymore. I'm going to admit where I'm at and we get stronger and I'm just going to get others around me to help me take the next right step. You have then taken up your cross. You are then following Christ. You are then dying to self. And man alive, you're living in freedom like you've never lived before. Right? Amen. So when you take of the bread and the cup, 
Will you take it in a different manner tonight? If you've ever not taken because of your behavior, let this be your first night to release that. Jesus covered you. And He's covered all your its. <laughs> Father, I thank You for a group of folks that want to get together and be together and live this life wide open. Lord, I'm thankful for a bunch that, um, that aren't posers, that aren't fakers, that aren't uh, ones that uh, will put the everything's fine on you. But even if they did, the person that they're probably saying it to would know they're not and call them out on it. <laughs> so that's a great place to be. So Lord, we're going to sing and then we're going to participate in, in our celebration of knowing that You are coming back. And that You have equipped us with Yourself. And so Lord, thank You that we are crucified with You and get to live in the new. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.
I'm a little under the weather tonight, but as Mike was talking, I couldn't help but be reminded of Paul at the end of Romans 11, after 11 great chapters of just gospel. He bursts out with this. He says, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. And even in my weakened state, my heart like 